Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, thanks for pressing play. My name's Andy Last, and this is the show where I interview artists who make really kick-ass electronic music. We're talking Chill Wave, 80s Revival, New Wave, Outrun, New Disco, Dream Wave, Soundtrack, Synth Pop, just awesome retro stuff, and a whole bunch of other cool shit. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I think it's going to be pretty cool. This is Beyond Synth. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 70, and we are going to celebrate inappropriately, because most shows tend to wait for the 50th or the 100th episode to make celebrations, but I'm going to celebrate, at an inappropriate time, 70 episodes of Beyond Synth by doing a retrospective, so... um, Eagle-eared fans will know. I don't think eagle-eared is a thing. (laughs) You can't say eagle-eyed fans on a podcast. Uh, The introduction there, that was, of course, the introduction from the very first episode of Beyond Synth. So we're already being cute here with the retrospective. And we're going to do a best of season one. So if you're new to Beyond Synth, this is season four. The show is just divided up by years. And in season one, we did 15 episodes. And that's, of course, when the show started. And today we are going to listen to a few of my favorite uh, moments from the first season of Beyond Synth. And we're also going to look forward by listening to a bunch of new music. So this is going to be both a retrospective and a exciting look to the future. So we're going to listen to a bunch of new music, but we're going to listen to a bunch of old clips. And if you're new to the show and you haven't checked out the earlier episodes of Beyond Synth, this might be a little window into what was going on in that time. And Beyond Synth is brought to you by Down to Jam. Uh, Down to Jam is a free website that helps musicians around the world connect based on your compatibility through music. We might say musical compatibility. I'm trying to make this sound different week to week, even though I'm reading the same ad copy. So uh, I'm doing a bad job because now I'm taking words out. And then as I finish the sentence, I realize that I just should have read it the way it is written. Uh, (laughs) So... (laughs) DownToJam.com is a free website that helps musicians around the world connect based on musical compatibility. So if you're a musician, you're looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out this site, DownToJam.com, that's D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M.com. Find a member uh, to fill a spot in your band and make a wicked band and make awesome music and then send me the music. If, of course, it is synth music. I have absolutely no interest if you're sending me music that is uh, not synth, because uh, then I won't play it on the show. And speaking of music, let's listen to a song, and then we'll start looking back on uh, some, some lovely clips from Beyond Synth. So yes, this is a clip show, but there's uh, some new stuff and exciting stuff too. So we will have a lot of fun today. I like to tell people that so that they have fun. I like to trick my audience into believing it's fun by telling them it's fun. It's the old rule of... 
tell, don't show, which is a very important cinematic rule that uh, always makes the best movies. Uh, Don't uh, quote me on that. Okay, so here we go. Let's listen to a track. This is Mistaken for Robots, and this is a track called Metropolis.
And that was Metropolis by Mistaken for Robots. So that's a cool song. If you like cool songs, that is. Uh, Here's a fun little clip. Going back in time, turning back the clocks. This is when I first met Protector 101, uh, Jake Freeman. And uh, this is just a fun little clip of Jake uh, telling the story of when he first played Half-Life, because we're talking about names. And of course, at the beginning, we're talking about Dwayne DeBolt, who is uh, an artist who does cool um, art stuff and some things associated with the synthwave scene. And uh, I always call him Dwayne Diebolt. And this was when I first discovered him because he had done some artwork for Protector 101. So this conversation starts with us talking about Dwayne Diebolt. Of course, now, several years later, we have, of course, learned that it is pronounced DeBolt. But that will not stop me from calling him Diebolt because I think it is cooler. Anyway, here's me and Protector 101. Okay, is Dwayne Diebolt his real name? I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's a pretty like, I, I was thinking, last name. I'm just thinking, like, you don't need a nickname or, like, to, to hide under a pseudonym <laughs> when your last name is Diebolt. I know, right? I mean, it's it's really, really awesome. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like, I was looking at that, I'm just like, that's not his real name. Yeah, I mean, my, my last name is Freeman, so it's like, I mean, that's pretty cool, but Diebolt? Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, industrial, like, sounding, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although I like Freeman as well. It reminds me of... Uh, Half-Life? Yes. Mr. Freeman. Yeah, Mr. Freeman. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, that was awesome because I was, I was, yeah. was going to make a joke and then I forgot, like, what the fuck was his name? I'm like, oh, it's Gordon Freeman. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, that, that was the thing. Uh, I always liked when I first played that game, you know, back in what was it, the late 90s or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah, the first one, yeah. Yeah, and we're, yeah. And my buddy actually, he downloaded off of his 56k modem. Yeah. He downloaded the entire game, like. <laughs> two, two years later. Uh... Yeah, two years later, yeah, we get to finally play it. Mm. But yeah, I'm playing it, and, you know, you're going through the subway tram system, you know, that's how it starts. And then you get out, and you walk up to, like, the receptionist guy, and he's like, Mr. Freeman. Nice. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this game just read my brain. It's like, and I'm thinking, like, how does he know that? Did he, like, <laughs> is there a system file in the game that, like, <laughs> finds my, like, my personal info and says, yeah, this is Freeman. He's playing this game. Let's call him Freeman. And what's even made it creepier is, like, I think it was, like, in Half-Life 2 where they actually showed Gordon Freeman, like, his character. Mm-hmm. And he had the glasses and everything. I was like, I wear those glasses. <laughs> if only I had a crowbar. They're easy to come. That's right, kids. Crowbars are easy to come by. That was, of course, Protector 101, Jake Freeman, telling a very silly story. And while we're playing clips from Protector 101, here's another clip. This was from a later episode, episode 13 of Beyond Synth. And this is where Jake and I discovered that we had something in common, the odds of which were so remote, and it uh, really surprised me, and you can hear it in my voice, how surprised I was. So here is uh, another clip with Protector 101. You and I are, like, the same age, so, like, it was high school was when I was huge into Conan. Right. And I'd, like, you know, tape it every night and then watch it the next day. Yeah. There is some stuff in there that still makes me cry thinking about 
like how funny it was. Just when the show was just so weird and so dark, like there are some jokes mm-hmm. that I still laugh at just because I'm like, I'm so surprised they did them because of how dark they were. They, they don't do that stuff anymore, like the super dark stuff. No, no. Or just the super weird things. Yeah, do you remember this one? It was like, they would take those like headlines or like the the sales ads. That was my favorite. That's the one I'm, I'm talking about one from that. And it so was, are you talking about the pool boy? Yes! One? Yes! Yes, that's the one! <laughs> I love that one! That's my favorite one! It showed a picture of an above-ground pool, had a picture of a kid in the pool, but he was transparent. Yes. And then the caption said, Jimmy's ghost says, this is the above-ground pool I died in. <laughs> I can't believe we were talking about the... What are the odds of fucking guys on TV for fucking 16 years <laughs> that you and I would both be referencing the same joke from the same segment? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's that's my favorite one, man. I know. So dark and so wrong, but when it, the first time I saw it, it just caught me so off guard. Right, right. <laughs> wow. That's great, man. Are we related? I don't know. I think I gotta sit on this for a while. I'm just gonna sit here and th- think for a moment. I can't believe we were talking about the same Conan O'Brien thing. I know, man! <laughs> that's like overshadowing the rest of this conversation because, like, that's that's one joke from a segment that was full of jokes from a show that had, what, like, 200, like, episodes a year from a very specific year from a guy who did that show for 16 years. Right. That's, a uh, mind-blowing. I know. That's, that's a needle in a haystack. So that was a fun little clip. It's always fun to discover, you know, you've got these friends you're meeting from all over the world, and I've met so many cool people doing this show, and when you all of a sudden have something uh, that specific in common, it's a very exciting thing. And uh, how about this? How about we listen to another track, and then we will go into the Clip Show treasure box and find more classic clips from Beyond Synth. So here is a track from Brothercom. And this is a track called Hegemony by Brothercom.
And that was Brothercom with the track Hegemony. That is a cool track. When I first read that word, I thought it was hedge money. <laughs> but a little Google and internet sleuthing told me that, in fact, it is pronounced hegemony. And that's an interesting word. H-E-G-E-M-O-N-Y. And if you look it up, you'll learn something because it means something. Something that I forget because I <laughs> forgot to <laughs> make a note in my brain. Uh, my brain is, is done with learning new words. So, let's listen to another clip from the history of Beyond Synth. This clip comes from when I first met Hoo-Ha. So this is back in episode two. Hoo-Ha, of course, has been on the show many times and does all the jingles for Beyond Synth. So the theme song, of course, is done by Ogre, and it's the track Sure Thing off the album Calico Braun. It's one of my favorite songs ever. And uh, Hoo-Ha does all the jingles, so the mail sack where you send in letters, the Patreon jingle, which we're going to hear in a bit, the uh, closing theme song, etc. Anyways, I'm including this clip because this was when I was starting to slowly discover what Beyond Synth was. Obviously, I did the first episode with Ogre and we recorded it and then I edited it over the course of a few months trying to figure out like what Beyond Synth is. What kind of show is it? And in this episode was when I went on my first sort of movie rant which was not what I thought the show was going to be, right? I thought it was just going to be a straight interview show, and then it slowly became a place, uh, platform for me to sort of just vent nerd ventings. So this is uh, why I'm including this clip. This is me telling Hoo-Ha why I did not like Amazing Spider-Man, the film with Andrew Garfield. And luckily, a few years later, I will... Well, I'll tell you my new opinion afterwards, but uh, let's just listen to the clip. This is Hoo-Ha and me talking about Spider-Man. Especially when it comes to computer simulations and stuff in movies, I've never been able to sep- separate myself from just going, what is this simulation doing? <laughs> What's That's it what, for? It's one of the reasons why... Did you see the new Spider-Man movie, The Amazing Spider-Man? I saw the 25-minute extended trailer <laughs> online, and I was like, this is the whole thing. I'm not going to go see it. The point is this. I didn't... I, I really didn't like it. Uh, which was really surprising. I had a lot of people tell me like, oh, it's it's good, you know. With all the problems I had with the Sam Raimi versions, I still find them to be more fun and like yeah. just nice, colorful, and big comic book movies. The third one's I love, bad. I love the first two. They're so good. I even bought a Spider-Man poster that was like all, you know, glossy sunset orange when he's on a building. Because like I love the whole palette of the glossy sunset tone of the city. When I first saw Spider-Man, like that movie in the theater was like such a big deal when it came out. And like the moment where he starts fighting Green Goblin and Goblin like catches his fist and the whole screen like vibrates. Yeah. And that that exact moment, like impressive. And then like he kicks him. I'm just like, I was just like it's in like, the theater just going like, wow, that was awesome. And the new Spider-Man. Sam Raimi. Yeah. And the new Spider-Man is just, it's not fun. The reason why I bring this up, and you have to see it for this reason. The computer simulations that go on, the things that go on on the lizard's computer, are so foolishly stupid that when you see it, there's a scene where he comes up with a plan. I'm going to spoil the film because it's not very good. He goes crazy. He turns into the lizard man in an, like the span of a second. Like He injects himself with the stuff and then immediately turns into this lizard monster. And then the next day, conjures up a plan to turn the world into lizards. And he does this by... He's going to sh- like spray this chemical mist over the city. Well, why lizards? Because he's a lizard man. <laughs> why Why did he be a lizard? Like, why? Uh, it's to do was with there motivation for that or was it an accident? That part is sort of, I think, similar to the comic where it's like his lizards regrow their tails 
So if you so inject, he was working on that kind of stuff. Yeah, to regrow, he's he's missing an arm. So like the idea is you inject yourself with lizard juice and then you get your arm back. But okay. unfortunately for him, it also he turns instantly in, turns into a yeah, giant lizard. Yeah, he turned it into lizard man. And then so he comes <laughs> lizard man. So I like how you keep referring it. I, I see those letters capitalized L capitalized M <laughs> lizard man. So anyways, as lizard man, <laughs> as lizard man, he goes crazy and decides he's going to turn the world into lizard people by spraying lizard juice over the city. <laughs> Such a good idea. And we see this by a computer simulation (laughs) that you need to see this to believe it. There's a picture of a lizard man on the screen and sort of a bird's eye view of a city. So keep in mind that his computer simulation has a 3D rendering of a lizard man. For what reason? (laughs) Whoever programmed that into his software, there's a 3D rendering of a lizard man that spins in circles. So anyways, so that that little lizard man is there. Then all of a sudden, we see a circle radius... Grow from that lizard man as if he's the source of the bomb. So a circle expands from the lizard man, and then all of a sudden, hundreds of little lizard men shoot out of that lizard man and sort of rain down on the city. <laughs> and I'm looking at this going, what Why? is this computer simulation saying? Who programmed it to have little pictures of lizard men? He's not raining the city with lizard men. Like, that's not his plan. So... What's happening? Like, I'm just looking, going, like, this is so stupid. Anyway, the movie's stupid, is the point oh, I'm trying right, to make. Oh, right, because he's, he's not, he's not literally no, like, that's launching not, little lizards from the center. He's just turning people into lizards. Yeah, he's so spraying why? So, it's, it's the stupidest, and it's funny because, you know, when people want to defend a certain movie, or, you know, like, say, well, well, like, the Sam Raimi had those cheesy scenes, you know, like, in, like, the first movie, and I remember it was a, it was a cheesy thing, but I know, like, the logic behind it, you know, like those, you, you mess with New York, you mess with all of us, you know, those kind of things. And the guy's wearing a fucking Mets hat. Yeah. yeah, I love that line. But the thing is, as cheesy as those scenes were, they're nothing, it's funny because this movie's trying to be like darker and grittier. There's literally a scene when a construction worker that Spider-Man helped, okay, gets his buddies together because Spider-Man's wounded. He knows this because on the news you see Spider-Man wounded trying to climb a building. Then the newscaster makes the leap that goes oh look, there's Spider-Man and he's injured and he's heading towards Oscorp. And you're just looking like hey news lady, how do you know any of that? (laughs) All you know is that Spider-Man's bleeding. Like that's all you know. So So then a construction worker sees this and goes that's the guy that saved my son. Hey buddies, gets on the phone calls all of the construction workers he knows who arrange themselves within five minutes and then begin to do a synchronized crane operation where they pull all of their cranes out into the street so Spider-Man has something to shoot his webs so, <laughs> oh my so, God. so that he can get his way to Oscorp. Again, <laughs> the, the fact that the construction worker saw the newscast, the fact that this newscast lady just made these giant leaps in logic, and that there was a cameraman <laughs> filming Spider-Man live... And then that this construction worker manages to get a bunch of construction workers together at night and they uh. synchronize a crane operation that goes all the way down the street so that Spider-Man has something to web to. And, you know, regardless of the Green Goblin's costume in the Sam Raimi version and the other things they did, like, I mean, I don't think they're perfect, but they're definitely... Was there a line uh, after the crane thing where one of them was like, hey, you give him a piece of my mind for me, Spider-Man. Yeah, you tell us... <laughs> And then another one step, like four step up behind him and go, yeah, for all of us. You, 
You're probably right. Like I don't remember. I only this is well. This is all just me from the time I saw it in the theater last year. So I have not seen it since. But what you've just described, like the dude coming out with the hard hat, looking up and like you get him, Spidey. I bet you that happened. <laughs> All right, and that was a clip from episode two of Beyond Synth when I first met Hoo-Ha. So I will say this, as an update, I did watch Amazing Spider-Man again, and I didn't dislike it as much. I don't hate the film, I just disagree with literally all of the choices. Other than I thought Andrew Garfield was a a decent Peter Parker, and I thought he looked good in the costume, but everything else I just didn't uh, care for. And that hasn't changed, but the good news is, with uh, Captain America Civil War, is we actually got a cool Spider-Man, and I'm really happy with the casting of the new guy, and even if those films go to shit, at least there was a great, you know, Spider-Man cameo in Civil War, which was a lot of fun. So, let's listen to another song. This is a track by Redux, and this is a track called Night Shift, and in brackets, all night long.
And that was Night Shift by Redux. That's a cool song. They've got a bunch of fun, little funky kind of tracks you should check out. And of course, we are in the middle of our Beyond Synth clip show retrospective best of season one of Beyond Synth. So here's a fun little clip. This is when I met Vincenzo Salvia, and this is actually recorded before we started our interview. This is when we first met each other, and as you know, Vincenzo speaks Italian and doesn't really speak English, and so we were doing the whole interview using Google Translate, and that's what uh, this clip is all about. This is us meeting and Google Translating with each other. I can I can call you earlier. That that's fine. Uh, for me, it's not a problem because uh, nine or uh, ten is the same thing. Okay, but, uh, uh, um, ten is better. So I can eat my sandwiches uh, with calm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> your laugh is so funny. <laughs> I will say, you know, did you enjoy your sandwich? Oh yes, I enjoyed it uh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, what is hello? Ciao. No, ciao is goodbye, isn't it? No, ciao is uh, hello. Come stai oggi? Um, let's see. I'm very fine. Mi piaciono gli spaghetti. Gli spaghetti. Gli, like that? You don't yes. you don't pronounce the G? No, gli. It's a strange sound. Gli. Uh, Italian, it, gli spaghetti. Mi piaciono gli spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> This is fun. Me oh. pias la tua musica. Oh, thank you, Randy. I am really happy for this. Eso funzir, what, funzir, funziona. Funziona. Perfettamente. 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 Si, si. Eso funziona. Perfettamente. Whenever I do Italian, I have to say it like a cartoon character. <laughs> like a cartoon, yes. <laughs> have you ever seen the film Terminator? Oh no no never never! <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like I don't like the well, this uh, this uh, kind of films. I prefer porns or. <laughs> <laughs> I still love it. I prefer porns. <laughs> Uh, Vincenzo's awesome. Um, let's listen to another clip here. This was fun. So this is when I first met Sunglasses Kid. See, season one's great because it's like the first time I met everybody. You know, we're all like kids in school meeting for the first time. This is Sunglasses Kid. Uh, this is two things. This is from pretty much the start of our chat. This is him explaining how he got the name Sunglasses Kid when I uh, questioned him on the origin of the name because I sort of secretly knew something. And also a little bit of nonsense about uh, 80s style songs and the lyrics and stuff like that. So here is Sunglasses Kid and Andy Last meeting for the first time. I am here today with Sunglasses Kid, a.k.a. Edward Gamper. How do you, uh, do you... Does it sound awful if I say it Gamper? No, that's, that's right. It, yeah. It's Swiss. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I say Gamper. It's like Stamper, but Gamper. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to an amazing start. Let's just talk about your name for an hour. What, my real name or, or Sunglasses Kid? Well, see, that's a thing, too, because Sunglasses Kid, the other day I was uh, messing around with... Uh, 
an old, uh, or not an old, but a, a VST plug-in that was emulating a, uh, a Korg M1, <laughs> and Sunglasses Kid was... You're, you're absolutely on the money. That's exactly what it is. Excellent. Adam McNabb from Le Cassette also pulled me up on that. He said... You've taken that from a preset off the uh, <laughs> uh, an, an unnamed VST, and I said, you're, "I said you're right." Just before I was about to kind of put out a song that I thought might get some interest, I thought I must give myself a name because I was just going under the name Edward. Mm-hmm. It's not really catchy; doesn't evoke anything. So I thought I'd better think of a name, and I literally spent like an hour trying to think of a cool. I was like, "I want to be a cool name like Kavinsky or something," yeah. <laughs> and. Um, I couldn't think of anything and everything I thought of like I was trying to come up with like you know disc drive neon nightman or any you know all these stupid kind of names I couldn't and, and <laughs> either they were t- if they were any <laughs> if they were any good they were taken <laughs> and if they were shit they were shit in the end I was just like I started scrolling through presets I was in the middle of writing a piece of music as well and I was like sunglasses kid that'll do for now yeah. and I'll change it at some point if I ever get anyone listening because literally no one was listening to my music right and then a few weeks later I got a website uh, called portals.com who apparently is like a reasonably known American musician website arbitrarily came on my SoundCloud page listened to a bunch of my music that I'd just done gave me a review and the, the name kind of stuck and I thought oh shit well now I've got like kind of reviews and things that I don't want to don't have to do a bit of a don't have to re- do a rebrand or anything so mm-hmm. I was like well I'm stuck with this fucking name which I don't really like because it's like <laughs> trying to create a logo you're like oh I've just got this three syllable fucking sunglasses word and kitty it's but it, and I thought it sounded cheesy and silly but I I don't know. I don't know whether anyone thinks it's rubbish as well, but um, it's okay. I know it's rubbish. It's it sucks. But what I do like about it is it's not like really, really eighties, right? So if I ever decided to make a different genre of music, I feel like I could do it under the same moniker. Mm-hmm. You know, if you call yourself something quintessentially eighties, I can't think of something quintessentially eighties. It's the trickiest thing to do without uh, trying to upset anybody because whenever I sit there and I try and come up with a parody name. Someone's probably got that name. Exactly. I'm trying to help along your example by going like, yeah, like yeah. if your name was you I know, call myself n- Miami Neon Flashbulb. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's probably done it. So <laughs> you're, you're lucky you too. I, I can see you, you, your brain is ticking away going, if I throw in the word flashbulb, then I know yeah. I'm safe. <laughs> is there someone called Miami Flash out there? Yeah. Like 100% sure. If they're not, actually, Miami Flash is quite a good name. I'm having that copyright. Yeah. Copyright. <laughs> 2013 copyright. Yeah. <laughs> Now I do I do worry about my age a bit more more than ever now with music because I always worry about like the kind of am I projecting an image of being younger than I actually am or am I do people think I'm I remember um, I met Adam McNabb who's the lead singer of Le Cassette we met up in London and he said to me he said I was talking to somebody else in Le Cassette another guy in the the band and he said um, they were like what if he actually is a kid what if he's like 17 It's like when I'm doing something funk, when I'm writing a funky track, like, I always have kind of like words start to come out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like they start to just, I just start to kind of get them beamed down to me from the, the some kind of radio transmission from the 80s or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I get this kind of like, this sort of, you start scatting and like words like girl mm-hmm. always come out like, don't, girl, <laughs> 
this index. I'd like to take you back down. And there's something in your eyes. Take it to my house, be, be like. You just get those like things, and then sometimes like a kind of cool hook mm-hmm. might like emerge out of that, but then they, you never get to hear it because the vocalist doesn't know what's going on and I don't like to say can you just sing girl I see it in your eyes yeah. <laughs> Right, and that was Sunglasses Kid uh, and I, the first time we met, episode six of Beyond Synth. So that was a good time. Let's listen to a song now. This is by Anachronist, and this is a track called Bits of Color.
right, and that was Bits of Color by Anachronist. And there's a cool album there. It's called RGB. Check it out. There's lots of cool songs on there for you to enjoy. What should we do? Let's listen to some more clips, and then we'll do the Patreon after the next song. So here's a clip from Episode 7 of Beyond Synth. This is when I met Grooveworthy. Grooveworthy, of course, was one of the people behind the um, Miami Dream Drive night compilation volumes which were these sort of parody synthwave albums there's three of them i think a few of them i've got some songs on and this was Grooveworthy talking about his trip to southeast asia and one time where he may have accidentally or inadvertently eaten something that uh, he maybe didn't want to so this <laughs> this clip is gross but it makes me laugh whenever i hear it so this is Grooveworthy. awesome burgers like i had a wild boar burger in thailand that kicked ass actually and it cost me like five dollars oh nice nice i mean if that's something that they do like if you go to a restaurant where that's one of the things they do but there's always those ones to try and appeal to a western audience and be like oh we also make burgers and then you get it and you're like what the fuck this isn't mayo yeah <laughs> and this isn't a burger oh my god i'm pretty sure i ate a cat at one point <laughs> 80% positive that that was cat. The burger was still meowing when they handed it to you? <laughs> oh, God, no. It wasn't even a burger. Like, we were just driving. <laughs> it was just a cat head. They just said that. Through, like... <laughs> 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 we were driving through, like, this remote village outside of this national park, and I was feeling kind of peckish. So we stop at, like, this family. They're doing barbecue, selling it to passerbys, and mm. I get some, and it's, like... 67 cents or something yeah. for this meat on a stick and it's like all bone and I'm like picking it out and there's like this cat sized spine and oh, no, like, oh no oh no oh <laughs> no I'm, like, I'm trying to tell myself like no this is chicken but like there's there's no way to have that little meat on it I'm like 80% sure I just ate someone's cat I felt pretty bad after <laughs> I, I just like got part of the way through it and then just like threw it to the local dogs did it uh, did it taste okay yeah actually it tasted really good <laughs> that's the bad part <laughs> All right, and that was Grooveworthy uh, telling a awful story. <laughs> I love it, though. It makes me laugh every time. Uh, let's listen to another clip. So we're, I'm going to play a few of these throughout the show. Obviously, if I'm doing a best of uh, Season 1 Beyond Synth or Beyond Synth in general, it would be very strange if I did not include clips from Lucasette. So Lucasette have been, you know, three years running my guests uh, during the Christmas episodes of Beyond Synth. And uh, the reason is because they're really funny people when they get together. And those shows always turn out to be a lot of fun and very silly. So here is from the first time I met Lucasette, uh, episode 15 of Beyond Synth. And here is a clip where Adam McNabb, the lead singer, has a very strange expression that caught me off guard in regards to adding magic to tracks. So here is Lucasette. 
So I talked to Sunglasses Kid, who said, I think he met up with you, Adam. He did, yes. And I know he mentioned to me that you had sort of played him a track and said, here's the song Mm. as I made it, and then here's what it sounds like now after the other dudes came in and elevated it, I'll say. Well, it's it's a mixed match of everything, isn't it, lads? So, like, whoever comes with the ideas, we all sprinkle a bit of nipple dust on it and just make it as (laughs) own as it like. What the fuck kind of expression is that? Nipple dust, isn't it? It's like magic. Mm. What? Andy, Andy, you need to fucking live a little, man. Come on, Andy, man. (laughs) I much prefer the dust from the back of the knees. (laughs) What do you prefer, Joe? What part, body, nipple dust, leg dust? What dust do you like? Dust from my body? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Carps. How long gone? What? How long gone? The dead cops. Oh, sorry. Yeah, God. Little tur. No, dickhead. How, how long has it been dead? The corpse. Just the tur. No, you dick. Before you use the dust from the body. John. I can't think of a humorous length of time. <laughs> how long has it been dead, the, the corpse? A week. Right. A week's worth of dead corp dust. Yeah. That's about a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, what I, what tends to happen is I come up with an idea, send it to the boys, they work the magic, and then vice versa, they come up with an idea, send it my way, I put vocals down, whatever, add a little bit of a touch to it, and they just, they just we just bounce off each other, don't we? Yeah. So I think that's what it is. Well, obviously, we're not bouncing off each other today, but yeah, no, it's it's just, it, it's just, I don't know. Andy, what the fuck do you want me to say? I thought it was interesting. This is what people like. They like this sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, don't mm. they? That stupid clip still. <laughs> stupid. Anyways, let's listen to another track. That, of course, was uh, Lucaset, by the way. That's from episode 15 of Beyond Synth. Uh, we're going to uh, hear a few more clips from that show because it's got some of my favorite moments. Uh, in uh, the history of Beyond Synth, there's some funny shit in there. So let's listen to another track. This is by Dynastes, and this is called The Crucible.
And that was Dynastes with the track The Crucible from the album Soft Night. And uh, there's lots of cool music there for you to check out as well. Today we're just listening to tons of cool music. Anyways, let's, uh, before we get ahead and look at some more clips, and by look at, I mean listen to, let's look at the Patreon. So, as you know, Beyond Synth has a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a way of supporting the show with monthly donations. It's sort of like a Kickstarter, except you donate monthly. So it's like, say you pledge to donate, you know, a dollar a month. That means every month a dollar comes out of your credit card and goes in. And, and uh, of course, we've got lots of fun goals to reach and stuff like that. And a lot of people have been supporting the show, and it is incredibly helpful. Uh, money will go towards things like equipment and uh, stuff like that that will make the show better and if we reach some of our goals we're going to start adding more features to the show more video elements and stuff like that so there's lots of things to look forward to so of course I want to give my thanks to my lovely donors alright so thanks to Kai and Lucas Sibios and Brandon Kellum and Project Friday Lunar Baboon and Noxabello Girls with Tales uh, Zikarax Eric Valerio and we've got some new donors today we've got Terrence Thompson which, of course, reminds me of the Simpsons episode where they have to go in hiding from Sideshow Bob, and then it's called the Thompsons, and Homer can't remember his name that he's been given, his new alias. That's one of my favorite clips. <laughs> That's what I love about old Simpsons episodes, man. Like, I can just think back to some of the scenes, and they still make me laugh. That show was so fucking good. <laughs> when I... <laughs> When I stomp on your foot and say Mr. Thompson. <laughs> I love that show. And also, new donor this week, Nathan Winter. Of course, Nathan Winter has contributed to the show several times with uh, mail sack questions and stuff. And I've, I know he's always uh, sent me messages and uh, been active listener of the show. So thank you very much, Nathan Winter and Terrence Thompson, new donors to Beyond Synth. And of course, my lovely $5 donors. I know I keep saying there's going to be a theme song for the, the upper echelon donors, and I'm going <laughs> to figure that out. Of course, we've got from last week, I still haven't gotten a correction on the pronunciation. We've got Philip Huberger. I don't know how to say it, but please uh, drop me a line and let me know. It is not my intention to mispronounce people's names, but thank you, Philip. And Sebastian SW, thank you. I used to watch a cartoon when I was a kid called Bell and Sebastian about a boy and a big dog. And I think he had a little dog in his pocket called Poochie. Uh, that's uh, that's my story about that. <laughs> and of course, Zerg's music, X-R-Y-Z music, still don't know how to pronounce it. No one is sending me a correction, so I'm going to say Zerg's until I am proven otherwise. Roman, thank you very much for your donation. I appreciate it. You're a cool guy. And then there's Joey Bergeron, which is a, a nice man as well. And he's usually there in the chat room when we play Beyond Since on Thursday nights. Beyond Since, I just called it. <laughs> Beyond Since last Thursday. Wow, wow. Uh, so that's uh, Joey. Thank you so much, dude. I appreciate it. And Florence Bullock. Florence is super cool, and she donates to Beyond Synth, and so should you, so we can all make this show a better place. Uh, 
I've substituted the word world for show. Let's not make the world a better place. Let's make this show a better place. And Florence is on the front lines of helping us do that. And of course, Joe and Lando. Those are some cool guys that have their own podcast you should check out. And uh, that's my story about that, man. And now we're going to travel upwards here to my lovely $10 donors. These guys are like the kings of donors, if you know what I mean. I call them donor kings. And of course, there's Trevor Resnick, which I've discovered is an alias. And it's the name of the guy from uh, The Machinist that um, Christian Bale plays. It's his character's name. So how about that? The character from The Machinist is one of my top donors. And of course, there's Jake Last. No relation to me, but you'd think there should be some sort of relation to me because how many Lasts can there be in the world? Because my last name is Last. And that is my story about that. So people, thank you very much for donating to Beyond Synth. I appreciate it very much. And uh, uh, my my continued blessings and thanks to you. Blessings. (laughs) Stupid. Let's listen to another song and get back to listening to some funny clips from Beyond Synth. This is a track by Ex Machina featuring Ogre and it is called Malicious Hardware.
And that was Malicious Hardware by Ex Machina featuring Ogre off the album Transhuman. And that's a cool album. I think you can still get that as part of a, there was like a synth bundle that uh, someone put out that I think I have a link for on my Beyond Synth page. But it was a good, it was like money that was going towards a good cause. And if you paid like a buck, you had access to like seven or eight uh, really good albums from a bunch of different artists. And uh, that was a cool thing. So let's go back and listen to some more clips, okay? Since I played that clip from Grooveworthy earlier, earlier, <laughs> earlier, um, I thought it'd be cool to listen to this little silly thing. So one episode, uh, Grooveworthy sent me him beatboxing an alternate theme to Beyond Synth, which I played and then pretended was going to be the new theme song until I just said that it was not going to be. But here is a clip. This is Grooveworthy singing the alternate uh, Beyond Synth theme song. <laughs> Hey man, then you last put you in the body cast. Blast in the past, beyond since podcast. Beyond since podcast. So stupid that clip. <laughs> Beyond it, alas, and put you in a body cat. Uh, anyways, that was uh, Grooveworthy, of course, with that. Let's listen now to a clip. This is when I met Dad, or D-A-D, shouldn't call him Dad. Uh, D-A-D, this is Zach Robinson. This is when I first uh, met him back in episode 12 of Beyond Synth. Or was it later than that? Shit, I don't, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even know my own show. The ultimate... DAD project that I that I would love is to do DAD with an orchestra, mm. and I've had really close opportunities to, to make re, like opportunities that have come really close to to making that actually happen, and it and it kind of fell through. Um, but I think that that is that is really what I would love to do to really experiment with the DAD sound and have these two worlds that I work a lot with um, come together. And I think a lot of the songs on the construct would have been awesome with orchestra. And I don't think anyone's done that. Definitely not in, in this new wave of uh, synth music. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the dream. And I, I got to get an orchestra. I guess that's going to be a, a little bit more work than just trying to get a couple bandmates together, right? Like, you've got your work cut out for you. But at the same time, I wonder if it's a little easier because I still have control over everything. <laughs> I still can, like, just write everything out. I can just have everything, and then you just put it in front of these musicians, and then they can do it. It's, you know, there's no discussion necessarily. Do you envision yourself as the conductor of this thing? No, I can't conduct. I'm, like, not good at it. I get really nervous and sweaty and shaky. <laughs> I conducted in school a little bit, but I think there's going to be some opportunities in the future uh, with some of the film stuff that I do that will call for that and I'm, I'm waiting for that day and it may be sooner than I think but it's still going to be a little bit you should conduct with your guitar get in front of the orchestra and like that's that's what would happen tell them to watch the point at the end of the guitar or whatever you know and then like just like <laughs> I would definitely go up there and shred with them yeah. are you kidding like oh my god shredding with an orchestra is on my bucket list I don't <laughs> It's like literally going to space is the top thing on my bucket list, and then and then <laughs> shredding um, with an orchestra. Shredding with an orchestra. <laughs> And that was my chat with DAD, or at least that was a, that was my chat. <laughs> that was a small portion of my chat with DAD. That's a fun clip. And uh, let's listen to another one. This is a clip from Arc Neon, and uh, I think this was a clip from when he was talking about trying to make a, a horror film, and uh, he just said a bunch of funny things that I really liked in this part. So here's a, a little clip from my chat with Arc Neon. 
and even Bloodsport, like I got the crazy idea because I like had it and I was kind of sitting on it for a little bit, just trying to like sort little bits out on it. And um, I got this crazy idea. I was like, I'm gonna make the make a short film to go with it. And so like I went and went to my old house and like went through the attic and found like my VHS camera because I was like, I'm gonna film it on VHS. Yeah. And like you know, okay. <laughs> and like went, it, like even went and bought like went and bought a massive machete, like a fake machete off eBay. Like went and bought like these little helmets. In fact, one of them, you know, like Doctor Who, the robot that has the big things that go either side of its head. I think yeah, it's probably yeah. like the most generic one. But I've got one of those in my room like, I've got, I bought all of these props like a load of fake blood and everything and I was like I'm going to do this and then I kind of start, started thinking about it and I thought there's no way I could just do this on a whim <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like this is not a whim like you know you bought a few things but you can't suddenly just go shoot like a 10 minute movie and then expect it to be you know because I'd, I'd be like why isn't that really good I've just you know I've just kind of bought these things I've just done this why isn't this brilliant and it wouldn't be so I kind of I love the idea, idea that, that. that that sort of moment happened to you once you had all the props <laughs> like yeah I've got the mask I've got the knife ah fuck it <laughs> just, yeah, I think that was literally I was standing there with like a butter you know like some, I poured the fake blood into a bowl and I like had it there and I had everything ready and I was like <laughs> Uh, I was like, this is. I was like, first of all, I need loads more people than like my poor mate and a girlfriend that I've got. You know, like I was like, I, I need, I need more than this. And then so I just got kind of like, screw this. Um, <laughs> if I had more time, money, I would always do like something like that because I, I come from more like a script writing background, and you know, I loved film mm-hmm. before I loved music, you know, or before I could play music. Was there a story to Night Heat, or was the story just that there was a bowl of blood and a guy with a <laughs> A bit life, yeah. Well, like, yeah, it wouldn't have pro- really progressed much beyond that. But then it's about, you know, a murderer. So as long as you've got blood and a knife, you know, you're doing all right. <laughs> Probably some women. I'd have got some women in it as well. I did a little bit of filming with it, like, in my room and tested it out and stuff and played it back. And I was like, bloody hell, like, I couldn't use this. It was almost too bad. I was like, you know, I'd much rather add it as an after effect because, you know, some of the after effects you can do to make it stuff look like the just now is amazing. Yeah. But yeah, the actual, like, thing was really grainy. It kept cutting to, like, fuzz and everything. So I was a bit like... I used to make little short films with one of those and they never really uh, progressed to a point where they were really good at picking up any light so if you're trying to film in the dark it would always just look like shit <laughs> it would look like shit anyways I mean anytime I yeah, see VHS now the only thing I think of is porno like I mean it's just that's the that look that just that really grainy just looking thing it's it's just too cheap to really I was gonna say that should be my next one maybe I should just like maybe that's doable I've got the VHS camera but I've got the girlfriend like maybe I should just make a porn album next yeah. time <laughs> and go like I, I, I can be like I can actually film that it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's the one place you don't need a script or a... Yeah, or a bucket of blood. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a fun little uh, chat I had with Ark Neon. Uh, He's got some cool music to check out. Not sure if he's been too active in making music lately, but uh, as I've always said, if it's new to you, then it's, uh, it's like new. Who cares when it was made, man? As long as you discover it, that's all that matters. And speaking of cool music, let's listen to a track. This is a track by Neon Droid off the Revenge of Sunset EP, and this is a track called The Order.
That was The Order by Neon Droid off the Revenge of Sunset EP. And that is a cool song. Let's listen to some more clips. As you know, we are listening to lots of silly clips as a retrospective, a Beyond Synth retrospective. And this was an episode where um, I had Sam Hogblad on the show, an album that came out, he and Joanna. And this was a clip that um, I still love because this is when I discovered uh, Sweden's uh, equivalent of Santa Claus. And to this day, the name still makes me laugh. So this is when I first discovered that and uh, had a good laugh. Do you guys have, like, Santa Claus in Sweden? Yeah, of course. What's he called over there? Juventomten. What? Juventomten, we call him. How do you spell that? Oh, a J is a U, and an L, and a T, and an O, and an M, and then a T again, and an E, and an N. Jultmen? Jultomten? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Does Jultomten mean something? <laughs> yeah, it means Santa Claus, man. Because <laughs> Santa Claus is just like a name, right? So, like, does Jewel, is Jules Thompson like a word? Like, that means like old man or? No, 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 no. He, he is Jules Thompson. That's it. You know, <laughs> that's a Santa Claus, man. <laughs> Fucking Jules Thompson, man. I'm gonna start yeah. calling him that. <laughs> There's just something really funny about that word. Good old Jules Thompson. That's. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And that was uh, a clip of me chatting with Sam Hogblad about Yule Tompton, <laughs> the Santa Claus from Sweden. I don't know what it is about the word Yule Tompton, but it makes me laugh. It probably doesn't make you laugh at all, but just <laughs> Yule Tompton. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Yule Tompton. We probably got time for another clip. This is Protector 101 and I again. This is from a different episode where I talked with Jake about his album Neon Collie and we basically just went through it track by track. Like I said before, there was this period of time where I was trying to figure out what Beyond Synth was and I thought maybe every so often I would have an episode where an artist would just talk about a specific album, even if it was a little older, and then just talk about it track by track. So in this particular clip, we are talking about the album Neon Collie. So here Here is Protector 101. Tell me a bit about track number two. I actually dig this one. This one's cool. Do you say Lana or... Lana. Lana. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) The fancy way to say it. (laughs) That's how the French people would say it, probably. (laughs) How would the French people say it? Les Lanois. (laughs) (laughs) Just like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon. They just put Le and La in front of everything. Les Lanois. I love French people, by the way. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> Just want to get that straight. You I know, know you're very cautious about hurting people's feelings. So. I know, I know. I just want everybody to be happy. Well, that's a good way to be. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is that what this song's about? No, it's not at all. It's about a uh, prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> And that was Protector 101 from episode 13 of Beyond Synth. That was a retrospective of the album Neon Collie. And that's a funny little clip. Let's listen to a song now. This is a track from... What are we listening to? Aqua Wave from the Paper Planes album. And this is a track called Paper Plane. (laughs) 
And that was Paper Plane by Aqua Wave. And that's a cool song. You are listening to Beyond Synth, where we are counting down. We're, actually, no, we're not counting anything down. What am I? <laughs> I'm just playing some of my favorite clips from Season 1 of Beyond Synth. Of course, we are in Season 4 of Beyond Synth, so it is sort of a strange time to be reminiscing about Season 1. But uh, I don't care. It's a silly show. And, you know, maybe uh, once we hit Episode 90, I'll do uh, a retrospective of Season 2. I don't care. Here's a fun clip. This is my first sort of multiple guest episode. This is Episode 8 of Beyond Synth. I mean, during Beyond Synth's run, I've experimented several times with different formats for the show. This has been the format that sort of lasted the longest, the sort of radio show style format. But uh, when the show first started, I didn't know if I was going to do a guest every week, if I was going to do every other week, there would be like, you know, the same guests would show up and we would talk about music we liked and stuff like that. And that's what this episode was. I had Hoo-Ha and Sunglasses Kid on the show at the same time and we were discussing some of our favorite synthwave tracks. And the fun thing is, since then a lot of the artists that we featured on that episode have actually gone on to be guests on the show. Artists like Droid Bishop and Blushes. So this was a fun clip. I've always loved this bit. This is Hoo-Ha discussing his series of novels he intends to write, and Sunglasses Kid is just approaching this very realistically and he's just not having it, and I love <laughs> I love this, this clip. So this is Hoo-Ha and Sunglasses Kid from episode 8 of Beyond Synth. And the three of us are the Beyonders. Do you want to be the Beyonders? Who's in? Actually, let's not do that because <laughs> I, have a, I have like a seven, an epic seven book series called The Beyonders. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, you mean it's already been written? It's been outlined. I just need to write them. It's crazy. It's like aliens invade Earth. And? And there are two races of aliens, one that uses magic and one that uses technology. So they're always at war with each other, but for different ways and in different reasons. So they bring their war to Earth. Why? Because that's how it happens, man. That's the setup. And Why then did the they bring it to Earth? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did they bring it to Earth? They bring it to Earth because... They want our uh, well, gold. Well, it's like, you know, in Independence Day when the sky opens up and we see ships coming in? Yeah. It's like that, except they're not coming from space. Like, there's literally a time rip thing. or like a space dimension rip in our sky where the ships come through. So do, do they mean to, to arrive at Earth? Or is it an accident? I'm not sure. I, I have to look at this. I wrote this maybe in 2004. That's book seven. Oh, you don't even want to. You don't even want to. Dude, I've done this at several parties. I've gone on for three or four hours at a time. And people are just like surrounded me looking at me like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, OK, that was book four. Now book five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can justify the plot by just saying because it happens in Independence Day. <laughs> That can't be the reason. This is what happens when you do things by committee, man. If you run it by too many people, you're never going to get... Well, I'm not running it by... I don't need your goddamn approval. You don't have it. And that was Hoo-Ha and Sunglasses Kid having a fun disagreement. Uh, I love that clip. It just makes me laugh every time. Um, listen, if you want your tracks to be played on Beyond Synth, 
you can contact me many different ways and just uh, drop me a line. So you can send me messages to the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. You can send me messages to my Twitter at Andy Last. And you can send messages to soundcloud.com slash beyond hyphen synth. Those are all great ways to get in touch with me. And also, if you do friend me on Facebook, because I'm Andy Synth on Facebook, just send me a message letting me know that you're not a robot. Okay, I get a lot of, you know, like friend requests from like these buxom looking women that are clearly like robots and not actual people. By that, I mean like spam bots. Like, I don't think I'm being contacted by cyborgs. You know, just let me know that you're a real person because sometimes I'm I'm hesitant to add people if they look like they're just spam things or whatever. So anyways, the bottom line is you can get a hold of me all of those different ways. Uh, Send me links to your stuff. If I dig your music, I'll play it on the show. Also, if you have any mail sack questions, that's M-A-I-L-S-A-C. CK, the mail sack. That's our sort of uh, Q&A section of the show. You can also send me those the exact same way. Just title the message mail sack and you can ask me anything and I'll answer it, man. That's uh, that's what I do here uh, because it's uh, a lot of fun to do. So let's listen to another track. This is by Vampire Stepdad and this is a track called Breaking Curfew.
That was Breaking Curfew by Vampire Stepdad from the album Sweater Weather. And uh, I... (laughs) Even just above the music, what I love about Vampire Stepdad is the image. Uh, He shows up in the chat sometimes, and just the the (laughs) stupid cartoon picture. (laughs) Like, it's perfect. It is literally like what a Vampire Stepdad would look like. And it's so silly, like, whenever I see it, it makes me laugh just because of how silly it is. But you should also dig the music and uh, check out his stuff. So let's listen to another clip from Beyond Synth. This was when I had Perturbator on the show from episode 12 of Beyond Synth. Perturbator has gone on to be a very popular fellow and uh, does all these tours across Europe and stuff, and a lot of people dig his music. It was uh, sort of his hard sort of uh, retro synth that uh, attracted like metal audiences and stuff like that and of course you've got artists in that same vein like Dan Terminus and Ghost and Carpenter Brute and there's all these you know these great sort of uh, you know several of them are French actually except for Except for Ghost, who's like Texas. He's like the opposite of French. Uh, but there's, uh, yeah, but there's a lot of cool stuff going on in that scene. Anyways, this is when I had Perturbator on, and this is us having a very irreverent and stupid conversation about French swear words and a bunch of other silly things. There, I know there's one they say in Quebec, but I don't know if it translates if it's French or if it's just Quebec swearing. They say tabernacle, like that? Yeah, we say tabernacle. What's the literal translation of that? I don't know, man. (laughs) In French, we just say to make fun of Canadian language. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think I know what enculé means. Basically, it's fucker. And that's the worst one, right? Isn't that the worst one? Oh, no, they are worse than that. (laughs) Really? I always thought that was the worst one. No, they're like, uh, fils de pute. Which is son of a bitch. That's worse? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. So in, in English, it's sort of backwards then, because the son of a bitch is a tame one, unless you're like... <laughs> if it was a choice between calling somebody a son of a bitch or a fucker... What seems to be the problem? Death. Death. Well, I'm afraid that's a little out of my jurisdiction. I want more life. Fucker. When we talked before, we were talking about the laws in France because I was telling you how I have French relatives and, you know, we'd, we would visit France and my dad would always just think everything in France was so amazing. And then uh, we went to France and my like one of my first experiences was just seeing this dude piss all over the road. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then you were telling me that that was actually like a, like a law. Yeah, there's a law about pissing in the streets and that it was recently changed i'm not 100 percent sure about that but recently five years ago or six years ago you had the right to piss on the streets when you are a man you had the right to piss on the street in paris <laughs> people when visiting paris there was like so much dudes pissing on the streets <laughs> uh, it, it was too much to handle <laughs> They made made that low. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. And that was Perturbator from episode 12 of Beyond Synth. Of course, I get a lot of people who always say, have you had so-and-so on the show or have you had this person on the show? So I suggest if you're new to Beyond Synth, just uh, go to the SoundCloud page and just scroll down and you'll see uh, who I've had on the show. Maybe at some point I can make some sort of document that just sort of 
you know, gets updated and says the episodes. But I was thinking about that starting a Wikipedia page, but then they do tell you not to start a Wikipedia page about yourself. And I don't want to do it for vanity's sake. I just want to have a place that people can go that's got like, you know, a grid that just says, you know, episode one, here's the guest. And if you click on that guest name, you get their Wikipedia page. It just makes sense, but I'm not going to do it. So here's, here's my challenge to the Beyond Synth listeners. If you are one of those people who like to make Wikipedia pages. Make a Beyond Synth Wikipedia page so I can then go in and update it with um, episode information. I guess it doesn't have to be Wikipedia. I mean, I do have the BeyondSynth.com website, but there's nothing there. It just, you know, links you to SoundCloud. So, you know, I don't know why I'm saying this. (laughs) Someone make me a grid so that uh, people can find out who's been on the show because, of course, we've had 70 episodes and, you know, I do have a lot of repeat guests because I like having people back who I enjoy talking to but it would be useful to have that sort of document available for people now let's listen to a song and we're going to see if my pronunciation is correct because of course this guy's name it's Polish and it's like spelled W-O-J-C-I-C-H G-O-L-C-Z-E-W-S-K-I and uh, I believe it is pronounced Wojciech Goldowski So this is a track by Wojciech Goldowski. Uh, This is called Being Human off the album Reality Check.
And that was uh, Wojciech Godowski uh, from the album Reality Check. And the track is called Being Human by Wojciech. So I believe that's how you say that guy's name, Wojciech, like that. Wojciech Goldowski. Wojciech. Wojciech. <laughs> Wojciech. Uh, let's listen to uh, some more Beyond Synth clips. So what else do we got here? Okay, we're going to listen to two things. This is what I love. Speaking of Sunglasses Kid and Lucasette, a long time ago, Sunglasses Kid made a track that he wanted Adam McNabb to sing on, and Adam McNabb did sing on it, uh, sort of joke lyrics, and then the project never went anywhere, and I believe uh, Sunglasses Kid released that as an instrumental track later on. Uh, So here is the clip, because I always love this. It's a little one-minute sample of sort of an (laughs) unheard-of Sunglasses Kid track featuring Lucasette. And uh, this is, uh, it doesn't even have a name. Here it is. when I pee. (laughs) It's so stupid. This is... We are now going to listen to... I think this is my favorite clip uh, from season one of Beyond Synth. So uh, I I love this clip. It's so good. Uh, And it's very, very silly and offensive and stupid. So here is Lucaset. This is from episode 15 of Beyond Synth, which has one of my favorite just quotes in this part. It's so dumb. (laughs) Anyway, let's listen. Shithouse, okay? Shithouse. He did um, a thing where he asked you guys 20 questions or something about the 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which confused me a bit because that's when I didn't realize that Lucasette was three people. And then he says, oh, but there's three members and uh, here's uh, some questions they asked. And then he says, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall while all these important answers were being decided upon. So now he gets to be that fly as you tell me how the fuck you answered these questions, how you came up with one answer for each thing when there's fucking three of you. It's quite easy. We just, we just said, um, Adam, you just do that while the rest of us go to work and then some money. <laughs> I'll have a sandwich. Yeah, it was pretty much like that. I'll have a, I'll have no, a sandwich. No, 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 you did, you did consult a little bit. I can't remember what the answers were. Well, let me quiz you. Question number one. Favourite year of the 80s? He just picked his fucking birth year. Mm, 84 for me. Birth year. 83. He picked 83, didn't he? 83 yeah. is the best for everything you got. You got Thriller. Mm. Adam McNabb. You got, <laughs> you got Lionel Richie album as well, back to front. You had all the classics come out that year. What did you have in 84? Syphilis. <laughs> and me coming out. <laughs> you coming out. When did you come out? 84? March 84. Yeah, man. Check this out, right? In the 80s, yeah? Yeah. No. There was a... <laughs> 
dietary supplement. I don't know if you've heard of it, right? It was so funny. Called AIDS. Now, hear me out, right? It was called A-Y-D-S, right? Which is like basically goes, Hi, I'm, I'm Jeff, but now thanks to AIDS, I've lost 300 pounds. <laughs> There's no way that's way, real. No way. I swear to God, I swear to God. Check the right, Listen, right? Put AIDS commercial, right? Because before AIDS was announced as Announced. <laughs> <laughs> they had that press conference. The president came up and said, "The president of it." <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. So this advert, all these adverts came out. So <laughs> I've tried fad diets, powders, pills. Still, my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo. Until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. And there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off. To help keep it off when I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. Let the AIDS plan teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Try peanut butter AIDS. You got the right answer. It was 1983. Ding! That's very good. I'm not going to do this whole list. I would have said 81. You know, it turns out, we found out last week, I have the same birthday as you, Adam. You certainly do, mate. We might as well go, John. Let's get out of here. You two just make love to yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Done. And that is still my favorite. (laughs) Just the... (laughs) The president of AIDS. (laughs) It's so stupid. Oh, man. It's so dumb. Uh, that is my favorite clip. That's just, it just is. I know I sort of said we weren't really counting down. I was just sort of playing random clips, but that's pretty much the, <laughs> that's the end of the clip show. Let's listen to another song. Actually, that's not true. There's one more, but, uh, that's, uh, that's a fun, tr- I was just about to say that's a fun track. <laughs> that's a fun track. Here is a track by Python Blue, and this is called Enjoy While You Can.
that was Enjoy While You Can by Python Blue. And of course, you were listening to Beyond Synth. This has been our retrospective of uh, Season 1 of Beyond Synth. Uh, we've had a lot of fun today. There's lots of uh, silly clips and things for you to peruse over. And if you enjoyed any of the stuff you've listened to, go back and check out the earlier seasons of Beyond Synth, because we've had a lot of fun there. Um, I undoubtedly will do a Best of Season 2 and Best of Season 3 at some point. Although Season 4 is going to be tricky, because the first three seasons of Beyond Synth only have 15 episodes in each season. And of course, uh, Season 4 has a lot more, because we've been pretty steady on doing a show every week, with the exception of, I think, a break we took uh, this year at some point. But um, that is basically that, you know. Beyond Synth is on 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Power85.com. So I know the majority of the audience listens to the show on SoundCloud, which is fine. I mean, that's where I get my listener stats and all that stuff. But if you want to tune into the show live, and when I mean live, I just mean <laughs> we play the show and then we, d- we have a chat room going because it's on Mixler. So if you join, you can listen to the shows, obviously, a few days before they go up on SoundCloud. And then I'll be in the chat room and sometimes the guest of the episode will be in the chat room as well. And then we just have a fun conversation for a few hours. And that is on power85.com, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Thursday nights. And you can follow uh, Power85 at Power85 Radio on Twitter and also at Project Friday FM on Twitter. So those are two uh, Twitters to check out. Power85.com plays 24 hours a day synthwave music. So if you ever need some background music, it's a fun place to be. I should point out that last week I told a story that seemed kind of out of context where I just started talking about that I was building a Lego Millennium Falcon and... The reason why I told that story, but then I didn't actually say why in the episode, was because I was going to talk about how listening to Power 85 is great, because if you don't have your iPod with you or whatever, or your playlist, you can just throw on Power 85, and that's what I was using as my soundtrack to my my Lego building, and I didn't mention that, I just sort of, (laughs) for no reason, started talking about the Lego Millennium Falcon I built. The point is this, it is a good Millennium Falcon. And if you do listen to the show on SoundCloud, please like and uh, comment on the show. I like seeing people uh, active on the comments and stuff. You know, because these shows get, you know, a decent amount of listens for, you know, the popularity of, of the, you know, the synthwave scene in the show and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with the audience, but, you know, the actual people who like and comment are you know, a very small fraction of the people who actually listen to the show. And of course, yeah, fine, if you have nothing but bad things to say, then please don't <laughs> leave a comment because you'll hurt my feelings. But, uh... You know, if you enjoy the show or if you have ideas for features or whatever, uh, feel free to comment on SoundCloud. It's pretty cool. And of course, remember, you can also uh, contact me on the Patreon as well. You know, if you become a Patreon uh, donor, you know, there's also ways to message me there as well. And of course, which I didn't mention before, if you do uh, join the Patreon, you also get exclusive early access to a bunch of stuff. So if you're a $5 donor, you get to download episodes of Beyond Synth early before they go up on Mondays. You get to download them pretty soon after they air on Thursday nights. Sometimes I post the links, you know, Thursday nights or Friday mornings. And of course, anytime I post a new video uh, to the Beyond Synth Facebook page, I will post them first on the Patreon page so that uh, the donors there can uh, get early access to that stuff. It's a cool thing to do, man. It's so easy. Your mom could do it because your mom's an idiot. 
All right, listen, let's listen to another track, and then we'll close this show out. So here is Vincenzo Salvia. Of course, we heard from him earlier on today. This is a track from the Volkswagen of Death, and uh, this is a track called The Awakening of the 1982 Golf GTD. That was The Awakening of the 1982 Golf GTD by Vincenzo Salvia off the Volkswagen of Death album. And that's a cool little EP. It's got three little fun synthwave tracks. Of course, we heard it from Vincenzo Salvia in the clips early this show. And uh, he's always a funny guy. Remember, we're still in our Tweet at Meech campaign. What that means is if you want Mitch Murder on the show... 
tweet at him, all right? Say, hey, be on Andy's show. He doesn't respond to any of those tweets because he's completely disinterested. (laughs) But do it anyway. Tweet at Meech. Also, we should start another Twitter campaign because I want to have Power Glove on the show because I think they're really cool. So let's start another campaign. This is the Power... (sighs) Tweet at Glove. Fuck it. (laughs) Uh, Tweet at Power Glove, man. Do my work for me. Say, hey, Power Glove, you should be on Beyond Synth, because I know you guys want to hear from these people. And, you know, I have done shows based purely on fans of the show reaching out to the artists and then reaching out to me. You know, I mean, like, I don't think I listened to The Midnight uh, as soon as they came out. And then I had a bunch of people on Twitter say, hey, Andy, you should have The Midnight on the show. And then I listened to The Midnight. I'm like, you're fucking right, I should. So I, <laughs> and that's how I met uh, The Midnight, and I'm probably going to have them back again, too, because they just came out with a new album. So anyways, we can probably wrap this show up. Here is a clip. This was from, again, the Look Is Said episode. This was us signing off, which I think is an appropriate way to end today's show. So I want to thank you guys for listening to Beyond Synth. Uh, it means a lot to me. And here is a clip from episode 15 of Beyond Synth when I said goodbye to Lucaset for the first time. Ah, memories. And uh, when that's done, we will uh, close the show out with another track. So here is Goodbye with Lucaset. Do you each want to do like an individual sign off? See you later, alligator, something like that, something cool. Probably what sound as cool as that, Andy. That was that was epic. That was a proper good sign off example. <laughs> See you later, alligator. <laughs> Alright, ladies and gents, my name's Adam McNabb from Lucaset. I'm gonna say to you all, night because <laughs> it's done at night time. Have a good day and keep your ears out for us. We're gonna come at you. Balls out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. That was shit. Shit. Um, That's fine. I'm Adam McNabb from Lickersack, and I would just like to say goodnight, <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, I am also Adam McNabb from Lickersack. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Night. No, seriously, though, go on. Adam McNabb. Adam McNabb. Adam McNabb. I am Adam McNabb. Hi, this is Joe Wood from Lickersack. Thank you very much. Night. It's Jameson Leeper from Lickersack. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Did I say my name right? Yes. And I'm Andy Sith. Night, night. <laughs> my name's Andy Simp. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a sniper rifle and aim it at some uh, old steeples in the village. Hopefully, there'll be some <laughs> eggnog in there. There might be some eggnog, and that eggnog will break and fall down to the vicar's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant, lads. Andy, I'll see you online. Andy, I will probably see you online. Andy, I'll see you in bed. (laughs) (laughs) It's still awesome. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Let's close off the show with the little robots with ray guns from the album Fresh As It Gasps... Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, we really need to close the show. I'm tired. This is uh, Robots with Ray Guns and the track On The Groove. And I will uh, talk to you all next week on Beyond Synth. Oh, you
Please, 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 please